0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Me.
2: Well, welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, the fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside the very humorous today, Pastor <laughs> Ken Keltner.
0: I'm glad to be with you today, Dad, Mike.
2: You got a, You got a whole night full of sleep or something. <laughs> Look at you. I just,
0: I just enjoy you setting everything up, our interviews, how you get the board and everything set up. I, I mean, it's just, it's
2: just. Do good. I really go boom boom every time I hit a
0: button? Every in here? time you hit a button, when you're in a good mood, it's boom boom. Shaka-boom. I'm a little surprised I'm boom
2: booming in then today because it's been a rough it's been a rough one, man. But it, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. It is good. You know, Pastor. What's really cool about today's show is uh, when when you find somebody who's in the struggle with you a little bit and in the fight with you a little bit, and and when and the more you talk to them, the more you understand. That they're going through some of the, the same pains that you are to do the things that you're doing, and and, and faith in the zone, um, I think is a wonderful program. And we've had the discussion of sometimes it gets to be difficult to find guests. Sometimes it's difficult here in the building. Sometimes difficult in, in different areas. You, I think it's coincidence. Sometimes you don't believe in that. You think. Uh, there's a whole different reason why at times we struggle with oh, yeah. with 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 faith in the zone. But you know what? By the at the end of the week, it all works out. And uh, the the amount of response that I get today on faith in the zone is is way different than it was three years ago when we started. Just the amount of people that listen to the show. So and that's wonderful.
0: You know, I'm I'm shocked. I hear it all the time too. Now, what I usually hear is, yeah, I listen to Faith in the Zone with Mike McGivern and. And some other guy. It's funny because that's how I tell
2: people. <laughs> like, hey, I, I'm Mike McGiver. I do Faith in the Zone with some other guy. I love it. And, and you should take a listen to it. You know
0: what? I love it, Mike. And I am so glad I could just even be a, a, a slight uh, encouragement and help to you because you've done a great job with this program. And I'm telling you, I'm being serious with it. I was kidding a little bit with it, but I hear it from people all the time. uh Hey, I, I listen to this Faith in the Zone show, and uh, it is very encouraging. And yeah. and that's why I don't believe it's coincidence when we have issues. Wait, okay. I think there is a a, a a battle raging, and the enemy uh, being uh, Satan does not want people to hear that Jesus Christ can change their life
2: can, eternally. Can I go back real quick before? We should introduce our yeah, guests, and inter- I'll do that inter- in a inter- minute. Inter- but when you said that um, you ju- you're, you're just happy to be a, a slight encouragement— if, if What's the difference between encouragement and burden? Is, is there, is well, there, yeah, there, there's a big difference. <laughs> no, you're an encouragement, man. You're my bud. You're my co-host. Hey, our special guest today, and and it's really cool because we, we will talk to him about uh, what he's doing and, and how he came about. It. His name is Thomas Hager. He's the founder of AthletesForGod.com. AthletesforGod.com let me tell you what it is it's it's Athletes for God is a faith-based platform for athletes and coaches to tell their testimonies so again pastor we are like locked at the hip he's a young man he's living in Ashwaubenon Wisconsin right out of Green Bay and again he is Thomas Hager Thomas how you been
3: I'm doing terrific. Thanks for having me on,
2: guys. Yeah, you bet. You can tell that we just t- faith in the zone is nothing but very serious talk, Thomas. <laughs> that's all we do here. We we get right to the book of Ephesians or the book of Romans, and we just you know, you know what we we have a little bit of fun, and I think that's what the draw is. Uh, part of the draw to faith in the zone is is for guys and 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 women and and student athletes to listen to a show about sports. With sports people and and learn that there's a lot of people trying to walk worthy in in whatever sport they're playing or whatever however they're involved in sport. There's a lot of people that are you know willing to get up on the on the mountaintop with us and talk about their testimony. So I really appreciate the amount of time that that you're going to give us today. Can we talk a little bit about your upbringing? Where where were you raised and where uh, where did you go to high school? Stuff like that.
3: Yeah. So. I moved around quite a bit growing up. I went to different schools from fifth grade through ninth grade every year. But uh, starting in seventh grade, our family moved from North Carolina to De Pere, which is just south of Green Bay. And then we moved about 10 minutes away to Ashwaubenon, which is right, uh, right by Lambeau Field. So yeah, I uh, graduated from Madison in 2010. Uh, the fact that I have to think about that means I'm getting old. But, uh, I, I mean, hold
2: on. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna cut the interview right now. Now talking to a guy who graduated from college in two thousand ten. He's talking and, about and, being and, old.
0: And yeah, he thinks he's old.
2: Yeah, he's done. You and I'll just do the show, Pastor. You're 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 back being my guy after that line. Hey Hager, I don't want to hear about two thousand ten you graduating from college and you're old. <laughs> oh, and
3: then so I ended up moving back here, um uh just in in, at the beginning of august and so that was right after our website had launched and so uh yeah living back at home is has been awesome getting to kind of renew my relationship with my parents a little bit better has been great and then basically just focusing on that website as much as i can has has been awesome and uh just like you guys you know trying to just spread the word from a, a sports perspective has been really cool
0: hey thomas um thanks again for coming on. Uh, what uh, what did you major in there uh, at at Madison?
3: I majored in journalism, okay. and uh, it was funny because, you know, I, I honestly thought, um, you were talking about, you know, struggles before, um, you know, just like in terms of bringing on guests a lot or, or anything, and, and I actually found a lot of struggles in terms of my career path. I thought I was going to be on ESPN or, or something like that, and You know, it took me a long time to find my footing as a writer. And one of the things that I've realized was that God's plan was better than my own plan. And I'm so glad everything happened the way it did so I could be at the spot I'm in now. And uh, honestly, I think anybody who has gone through some struggles probably feels the same way is, is that later on down the road, you realize how awesome God's plan can be.
0: Oh, absolutely. And we'll get into that a little bit more with you here in just a moment. Uh, Did you, uh, were you involved in sports at all through high school?
3: Um, Yes and no. I, uh, I think I was one of those kids who, you know, if you ask a lot of sports writers, why are you a sports writer? Why did you want to do that? I think a lot of them said, would say, you know, I wanted to be Michael Jordan when I grew up. And then maybe middle school high school you realize okay that's not going to happen and then so you start to think okay how can I stay involved in sports so for me it was one of those things where um you know I got cut from the freshman high school basketball team when they didn't really cut people I was that bad so (laughs) (laughs) um so basically I I kind of turned to sports writing and uh, yeah, so after after I graduated, I spent two and a half years writing a book on the history of March Madness and then moved out to Pullman, Washington to cover Washington State football and basketball and then worked for the Rockies for a year and a half and then moved back out here. So it's been a crazy whirlwind adventure, but uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything.
2: Thomas, who was the basketball coach at Washington State when you were there?
3: It was not Tony Bennett. It was and, not. You know, Tony Bennett was a Wisconsin guy. He yeah. just taken a job at uh virginia okay uh so it was a guy named ken bone and uh i think he's at montana state now and then ernie kent who used to coach oregon to the elite eight twice he took over i think my third season there and i was there for four years so got to know him for two years and then then i got the job out in colorado
2: Thomas, I'll tell you a quick Tony Bennett story. We, uh, I also do a high school uh, sports show on, on uh, 105.7 FM, The Fan, every Saturday from 10 to noon. And I coached my son in high school. And I wanted to do a you know coaching our sons kind of show. So I brought in another coach here, a guy from Sussex, uh, Andy Cerrone, and his son, Cam Cerrone, who was a really good basketball player. And my son came in, and I called out to Washington State, and I got a hold of the SID, and I said, "Hey, I'm, I would like to get Tony on this show." And and and, I, and she said, "You know, that's not going to happen. He he doesn't do shows like this uh, during the year, but maybe in the off season." And I said, "Look, I I'm from Milwaukee. You know, fairly close to to where he grew up and where he played. Um, and this is the show that that we're going to do this father and son thing. And he played for his dad. And I think it would be great. Could you just ask him?" And she said, sir, I'm just telling you the answer is going to be no. And I said, I understand that. But could you just please put me on hold and ask him? And she came back. She goes, look, I, I, I don't believe it. He said he'd give you a full hour if you wanted it. And he came on this show and he talked about playing for his father and he talked about um, you know the faith base that he has and that his father instilled in him. And and uh, it was a really good show. In fact, Dick Bennett, his dad has been on Faith in the Zone. And we've had guys from Tony Dungy to, to Bobby Bowden, Daryl Strawberry, and Don Beebe. The only show I was ever nervous for was the Dick Bennett show because I'm such a fan of his. As a high school basketball coach myself, I just loved you know, watching him coach and the way he slowed games down. And it was really interesting to have him on and talk about his son, Tony.
3: Well, it's interesting because Tony and Dick helped make UWGB basketball relevant and then helped make Wisconsin basketball relevant. And then Virginia wasn't really a powerhouse program at all until he got there and he completely changed it. And, you know, it's interesting because his style of basketball is so old-fashioned um that you know maybe on paper you would think this isn't going to work no one wants to watch this but people want to watch a winner and they win 30 games a year and he's a remarkable guy also i just want to mention that after they lost that game to umbc the first one seed to ever lose to a 16 he was such a class act um and the way he handled that uh was just remarkable, and and it speaks volumes about the the Christian that he is and the coach that he is.
2: Yeah, and and when you talk about Virginia basketball, if you go way back to the Ralph Sampson era and stuff, they certainly were, were quite relevant back then. Um. This. This. I'll tell you this. I'm never gonna take him in in uh, in one of my March Madness pools again. There's no chance, man. I can't. He. I he, just. Hey.
0: He might be listening to this on podcast.
2: I love you, Tony. I do. I love you and your father. But I'm never taking you in my pool again. I just not. You're gonna nowhere. getting You will not get anywhere near my final four.
0: Yeah. But Thomas, you are right. I watched. I wanted to see what his response would be after that game. And you are absolutely right. He was was class G, I'm G, totally class
2: you know um maybe one of the, well one of the f- three best players on that team that beat virginia is a kid from whitefish bay joe sherburne oh
0: yeah and uh, mm-hmm. i coached
2: joe's older brother jimmy in aau basketball we had joe on the next day from the airport um on the big show talking to him and uh yeah that was an unbelievable um for for people in this area that know joe um. When, when I knew him, I was coaching his older brother. He was a squirrely little fella. Mm-hmm. But, man, he just wanted to shoot, and, and and he's a really smart kid, and it was a great win. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, as we're talking with Thomas Hager. Again, he is the founder of athletesforgod.com. I, I cannot recommend enough. Go to that website. Make sure you've got a good 15 or 20 minutes to put aside. Because if you think you're going to pop in and out on this website, you're not. Because you're going to get caught into reading one or two or three of these articles. And uh, I, I I just can't I can't recommend our listeners uh, more. Go to athletesforgod.com. Read uh we Laval Jordan is the Butler Way is the name of that article. He's he's a past uh, guest here on Faith in the Zone. And the latest one, Todd Graham, the former Arizona State football coach, a really great article about him and his faith and how his faith really helped him through getting let go as the head football coach at Arizona State. Again, Thomas Hager, founder of athletesforgod.com. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host. He is Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest today, again, he uh, is the founder of AthletesForGod.com. The founder of AthletesForGod.com. Go to that website. He is Thomas Hager. Again, Athletes for God is a faith-based platform for athletes and coaches to tell their testimonies. Hey, Thomas, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, where, where you came up with the idea for AthletesForGod.com. And, and, you know, you talked a little bit about that first segment, you being a journalism major at Madison. Obviously, writing is something that that uh, that you wanted to continue to do. Where did the idea come up with uh, for AthletesForGod.com?
3: Well, it's funny. So when I... Uh, so 2014 was when I really started growing in my faith, and back then my idea was um, starting uh, a restaurant, and that was going to be my big thing, and basically running a business with with Christian values. And I had been planning for four years, basically three or four years, to uh, to open up this seafood restaurant in Seattle. That was my my big dream. And then the day that I came up with the idea for the website, I was like, forget. Everything I had been planning, I'm doing this website. And so um, I don't remember the exact moment, but I must have been um, working at the call center with the Colorado Rockies. And between phone calls, um, you know, you can basically, you know, do whatever you want with your time. And obviously a lot of times it's quite busy on the phones. But at some point back in February, I came up with this idea of, like, how does this thing not really – um, exist yet. And I knew that there was a, a website called Players Tribune, which isn't really faith-based. It's, it's first-person stories, but it's more about sports-specific stuff. And so um, one of my big things when I was younger and then trying to talk to people about my faith was I didn't want to talk at people. I wanted to talk with people. And so my big thing with the, the website was knowing that sports is going to open that door to just have a conversation with the readers about God and doing so in a gentle enough way where they would want to maybe pick up a Bible for the first time. And so basically since February, m- like most of my life has been dedicated to this website.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, and it's a good one. Thomas, I, 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 I read a few of the articles, uh, certainly read the LaValle Jordan uh, one, but the Todd Graham one, That that's the recent Uh, most recent, and when you go on that website, it's the first one that you see. I would highly recommend that you read it. You know, he is, uh, he thought, I think he walked into that athletic director's office thinking they were going to, you know, renew his contract, up his contract, because I thought he did fairly well at Arizona State, and he got let go. And I think, you know, reading that article, if it was not for his faith and his family, that would have been a much more difficult Uh, transition and experience in his life?
3: I think, honestly, he's just one of those guys that, uh, even if he wasn't religious, he just would have done things the right way anyways, and not knowing that they reflected Christian values. But he's a guy who's been all in for Christ since I think he was, like, 11 years old or 12 years old, something like that. And so it came as no surprise to anybody who knew him that when he did get fired, He wanted to go to that press conference and, uh, you know, reading that that verse from Proverbs um, and and just sharing that he was at peace with everything. And um, honestly, he he was just an incredible uh, guy to to speak with. And, um, you know, a lot of these times when I'm talking with the athlete, uh, you know, it it might be like a 20, 30-minute conversation, something like that. He, um, I went down to Arizona to to, uh, meet up with him. And during our conversation, he invites me to spend the night at his house, takes me out to dinner. We have breakfast together. We went to Bible study group together. I've never had anyone do something like that. So we basically, for almost 24 hours, it felt like we spent that much time pretty much uh, just talking about our stories together. And he was just one of the most down-to-earth people you'll ever meet.
0: Well that that is powerful, Thomas. Uh if you wanna come up or come down to uh Milwaukee and uh interview Mike, uh we can uh put you up and uh you can come to church with us. So why I,
2: why
0: what about interviewing?
2: I thought we were partners in this. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, you were yeah. an
0: encouragement, not a burden. I know Yeah, yeah, we definitely we could definitely do that. I'll I'll uh you know, I, I'll uh, I'll get you lunch there, Thomas, or something. But you, you're you're more than welcome to come down here. We'd love right. to. But you that, can that, that, sit that. you can
2: sit next to me at uh, Brookside Baptist Church and. We'll, uh, we'll we'll will under our breath make fun of pastor a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's usually when he's looking at his watch that I know I, I got trouble. You know trouble.
2: those those Baptist pastors they kind of go long sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> they go a little bit long. Hey, Thomas, what has been um, the the biggest struggle for you, and what keeps you up at night when it when it comes to um, athletesforgod.com? dot What 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 are you working through right now, and and talk about in the beginning when you when you had this idea. What what have been the the difficult parts about getting this going? Uh,
3: The the thing that I think I still struggle with at times, um, and I I don't necessarily know that this is a bad thing, but this constant idea I have of when I die, was there another person I could have converted to Christ, and I didn't because I was too complacent or too lazy, and that that person doesn't get to spend eternity in heaven because I didn't work hard enough on the website to bring that story to that one extra person. So for me, my entire goal is to show people two things, A, that God exists, and B, that he loves them. So those two things is really what, what motivates me. I think as far as the actual website itself, um, the first thing was basically um, you know, trying to get the interviews before the website existed because it was basically just a... An idea at that point that didn't exist. There were no links I could send people or anything, and then, you know, trying to get, um, yeah, basically people to just take it seriously. So that that was kind of the, the biggest thing, and it really, you know, went to show um, the amazing people who would agree to go on the website before it actually launched. And I, I definitely will always have a lot of respect for those people who who got it off the ground in the first place.
0: Well, Thomas, what of? A- I mean, what a noble and uh, worthy desire to to get out a message of hope to people. You know that God God loves them, and that you want to share with them how they how they can live with God is through His Son Jesus. And so, um, man, that that is powerful. I I appreciate your your thoughts on how concerned you are and. I mean one of the latest polls I saw was 95% of evangelical believers have never led one person to Jesus. So uh, there there is a big battle over the souls of, of people and someone said it hell will probably be paved with the good intentions and the religions of mankind. And to be able to to help people see the truth because you know Jesus is the one who said the truth will set you free and he is the truth and and I love it that that's your
2: you know that that's what your focus and your concern is about. that's his personal mission statement right yeah. there to mm-hmm. me, and that's really powerful. And you know when, when I ask people, hey, what what keeps you up at night? You know, I, that that's as powerful as a, of answers yeah. I've ever gotten. Yeah. You know what keeps me up at night is that I, I don't want to die and 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 right before I die, I think could I have converted one more person? Could I have not been lazy? You know, I, I, Thomas, I grew up in a household on the east side of Milwaukee with with a dad who was a bricklayer and a mason. And from the time I was, I, that I can remember, five, six years old, he said, look, the worst word in the English language is lazy. Don't ever let him call you lazy. I was five, I was six. What, do, what does that mean? I have no clue. He was but saying, make
0: your bed. Make your bed, cut the grass, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all that
2: stuff. And and so, you know what, when you said that, look, I, I just don't ever want to be considered lazy, and in, in your own mind, is there one more article I could have written, could have gone one more place, and would that have reached one more guy or one more woman? I think it's just, like Pastor said, very noble and uh that that would keep me... Now you're going to keep me up at night. Thanks a lot, pal. Now that I'm going to be thinking that. Oh, That's great, Hager. Thanks a lot. I appreciate this. Again, he is Thomas Hager. He's the founder of AthletesForGod.com. Go to that website. It's one word, AthletesForGod.com. And again, I spent some time there. There, there are some really, really good articles. Hey, Thomas, before we get to a break, do you have other writers on staff?
3: No, the the whole thing is is uh is my writing with with these athletes. So basically, um, you know, I, I spend a, a you know, a significant amount of time with them telling the, their story and basically I just try and, you know, put that right out there on, on the website and and kind of work with them to make sure does everything look good, do you do you like the way it fits and everything, but yeah, this this whole thing is is my writing and their writing, both.
0: Thomas, do you have trouble uh, finding people that will come, you know, let you write about them and their testimony, how their journey of faith with Jesus began?
3: Not really. Um, I I think it's one of those things that I, uh, you know, so when I was a former writer in the newspaper industry, the whole thing was like trying to get the story that no one else had, trying to get the scoop, trying to, you know, break some sort of, of new story. And so whenever someone had something that none of the other writers did. The thing was, how did you get that? Right. And my website and these testimonies have had stuff that no one's ever heard before. And I think it's not, has nothing to do with me or how good of an interviewer I am, or it has nothing to do with, um, you know, the, the, the writing quality or anything like that, the whole purpose of why I was able to get access to these people. And they were willing to share these stories was basically to quote Matthew West, look at what God has done. And I take no credit for anything that has happened with the website because a hundred percent of the credit goes to God and God just moved through me to, to speak with these athletes and coaches. And and so really that the credit would go to God.
2: Well, boy, you know what? We, we are a lot alike with the mission statement and, and what we're looking to accomplish Um, For us, it it is difficult to find guys. And you know what? And we had this conversation, Thomas, about... Um, you know, going through the p- proper channels, and and we ask guys all the time. You know, if you have anybody that fits with what we do here on Faith in the Zone, and it's and it's amazing to to me and to Pastor that there are times where man, it's it's really difficult to find guys, and then all of a sudden, you know, there are a lot of people praying for the show. I believe that because there'll be three, four guys lined up. And, and with you, this this worked out really well. I saw and I, one of uh, one of the coaches that listened to the show all the time had something on their website uh, or on their their Facebook page about Todd Graham and the article and, and he had a link to your article. And that's kind of how how this happened. And I, I just chuckle sometimes, Pastor, where you know where I'm thinking, boy, this this thing is really getting difficult to find guys, and then all of a sudden I'll get three calls in a row. From guys saying, hey, you gave me a call a month ago. I got a call from Tim Burke, former Major League Baseball uh, pitcher, that um, one of our former guests had credited him and his wife, not only saving him faith-wise, but saved his marriage. Hmm. And I reached out to Tim, and, and this was three months ago. And he called me this week, and he said, "Hey, look, I'm really sorry for not getting back to you. I've just been really busy. But if you want to give me a call in the next couple of weeks, I'd love to come on Faith in the Zone. Mm-hmm. I started listening to some of the, some of them um, after you had my buddy on, and and uh, yeah, I would I would uh, enjoy coming on. So, guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Thomas Hager. Again, he is the founder of AthletesForGod.com. Go to that website. They're a faith-based platform for athletes and coaches to tell their testimonies. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered
2: me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest he likes to talk about oldies, graduated from Madison 2010. I don't want to ever hear that again. He is Thomas Hager, he is the founder of Athletes for God dot com. Pastor? Thomas,
0: uh, one thing we like to do is talk to people about their testimony, their journey, how they came to Christ. And, uh, you know, we were talking uh, when we were off air that, you know, you had a religious background, but then on air here, uh, I think in the last segment you mentioned 2014 was uh, kind of that time that you, you settled that. Is that. Is that the case?
3: Yes, it is. Yeah. So, I don't know if uh, how many people know like the like where they were when it happened, but for me, I I, I definitely remember because um, I was in a committed relationship and um, it was November of 2014, and uh, one night, basically, I, I realized how different of a life I was living than what I was supposed to be, and so you know I'm 29 years old now, and so. I'm pretty much the first generation of, of guys in America where a lot of bad stuff was just one computer click away. And that stuff had been going on for me since I was about 13 or 14 years old. And was to the point that I I didn't even kind of realize how bad it was to be doing that. Um, it was like, kind of like just habit at that point. And, um, you know, I've been dating somebody for nine months and, uh, you know I was getting ready to propose to her and all of a sudden one day I realized like this is unacceptable and then I basically for you know a couple years after that just was consumed with guilt about you know anything that I had been clicking on or or watching realizing how unacceptable it was and and it was a combination of all sorts of things of losing that relationship losing my own identity as far as being someone that I even liked and uh, losing all my, uh, I guess, um, or having all these insecurities brought out and, and just all sorts of of stuff and felt like my life was kind of spiraling out of control. But that day in November of 2014 was the day that I, I realized I need to, to stop doing that. And, um, yeah, basically totally changed my life over, or tried to, and definitely more so now than than I used to be, but, you know, looking back, it's one of those things that I, you know, I'm not proud of of what I had done, but I'm just glad where God took me now, because it showed that it's never too late to to turn your life around to God.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's the whole reason Jesus came, um, because we could never meet the standard that god set you know for us and you know with four boys thomas uh, as they're growing up you know they would get on a basketball go they could lower and they would come running in and go hey dad come on out watch we're dunking the basketball and i i would come out and i'd say hey that's great but you know i'll be really excited when it stays at the standard at 10 feet then you can do it and you can you can dunk it and God's standard, you know, has always been perfection. And that's the battle, as you were talking, that I think all of us can identify with, Thomas, that we all have have come up short from the standard of of being perfect. And uh, that was the whole reason Jesus came, because we couldn't meet the standard. He came, took on the form of flesh. He lived a perfect life. He met the standard. And then he put himself on that cross, and he said— I'm going to pay for the sins of the world, past, present, future, completely, and um, absolutely. And, and it's you know, and it's it's what Jesus um, can do. In fact, I was just meeting with a guy before I came over uh, to to broadcast today who just recently came to Christ, and he said, "You know, the the choir and the orchestra did that song Sunday, Jesus Saves," and he's only been a believer maybe about seven or eight months, and he said. I just want you to know I love that song that it's Jesus who saves. He said I I, I was in religion, it didn't it didn't fulfill me, it, it didn't satisfy anything. But when I found Jesus, that was the difference. And so, sounds like that is the 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 message and really kind of what took place in your life in 2014. We're thankful that you know you're you're on your way to heaven and and uh, we'll live eternally with Him one day. And you want to tell other people how to do that? We are right.
2: absolutely. We are talking to Thomas Hager, again, founder of AthletesForGod.com. Go to that website, AthletesForGod.com. Thomas, the music that we use for Faith in the Zone, um, a, a local pastor, Pastor Marlon Locke, is a guy that we've had on the show a couple of times. He's got a great music ministry. He's got a big church in the city of Milwaukee. And there's a, a line in that song that says, I'm not the man I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. And when I get asked to get to go out and speak, and I get asked to, to speak at some men's groups and their steak dinner at, at Brookside Baptist Church and some other places, that's the line that I start with. And, and I start with it because, you, and we talked about this off the air, Thomas, I envy you, because you figured this out a lot earlier than I did. And you've got a lot more more things ahead of you in, in a life that that you can you know utilize this platform. So when I go out and, and speak, it's you know I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not the man I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. And and that that line just has stuck with me from that song, and that's the reason we use that music uh, again from Pastor Marlon Locke. And and I would recommend with with uh, you know the guilt that you that you felt back then you know, thank God you're not the man you used to be, right?
3: Well, absolutely. I think it's interesting, because I want to go back to one of the things Pastor Ken said about, you know, the standard of, of being perfection, and, and one of the things I think I have always striven to do is to set that as the standard, and if I fall short, I, I, I'll try and pick myself back up on my feet, but that I, that's what I'm aiming for, rather than saying, well, I'm, I'm human, you know, and so I'm just going to mm. make mistakes. I think that that'll lead itself in, into maybe some sinful behavior. And as far as the part about, you know, I'm not who I used to be, that's certainly the case for me. Um, and one of the things that I think has been interesting is, um, you know, my my level of desperation, it seems like for God's help, um, you know, is not what it used to be in terms of like maybe, feeling suicidal or or things like that my my emotions aren't at that height anymore but knowing that he was the only one who brought me out of it and trying to keep that same um, passion in my life and helping other people who probably still feel those levels of of emotion and so in one way you know and I'm not the man I used to be because I stopped maybe doing some of those things I used to do but also I'm such a healed person I'm trying to make sure I'm still relating to people who have yet to find God or really need need God in their life. And so that's one of the big things with the website is trying to, to talk to people who are maybe at stage one or stage two in their spiritual journey.
2: Hey, Thomas, I'll tell you this, and then we've got to get to a break. When, when, when Pastor asked me to get up and, and, and speak— um, you know, he said, look, you need to bring it. You know, you tease it, You tease your background a little bit on faith and zone, but you're going to get up. And, and, and I said, I don't want to. I, I don't want to do that because I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed. And he said, look, there's going to be guys in the audience that are, that are going through the same things that you used to go through. And I can't reach them. I've never gone through that. So for me to say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, it, it's different. And so for for me, and and after I got done at Brookside Baptist Church and I had two guys come up to me and say, and said, look, I, I'm struggling with some of that same stuff right now. Can I talk to you about it? I realized that, look, I, you know, this pride issue that I have, I need to put it aside. If I get a chance to get up and speak, I need to lay it all out there. I need to tell people, you know, what, what I was doing back then and not be ashamed by it, but to be able to utilize it because the Lord's given me a platform to talk to other guys I, look, a lot of guys that we have on faith and zone. The worst thing they ever do is steal a candy bar. That's it. You know, man. I I I stole a candy bar when I was four, and and went downhill from there. I think. And so for me to be able to get up and talk about some of the struggles and and what the Lord has pulled me out of, and and look, it's a fight every day. It is. It's a fight every day. Not 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 as 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 strong as it was when I when I when I first you know stop doing the stuff I was doing it's not nearly as that the best thing about being for me about being clean and sober is I never have to lie I don't have to lie to anybody I don't have to lie to my wife I don't have to lie to anybody so guys we got to get to a quick break we're going to continue and do our last segment I've got I'm going to ask Thomas some of the better um, guys that he has met what well, some of the articles he's written I'm sure there are some things that have really stuck out not only in his head but his heart we're going to talk to him about that on the other side of the break, go to athletesforgod.com. Take a look at Thomas Haggard, and some of the things that, that he's done with that website. And certainly be praying for him and and that he continues on this ministry that he has going. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Hello windows and doors of Wisconsin, Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time. You covered me.
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church. You want to come sit, but me i go to the early service nine o'clock well get there at 8 30 and let me park your car (laughs) i am the i am the number one valet driver oh i i don't because nobody lets me park their car I help a lot of people out but i i'll tell you this pastor i'll never get up in front of church again and say who I am and then I'm the valet driver. Everybody knows me now. Can't, I can't even yawn in service without people giving me a book. I'm only kidding. Hey, our special guest, and he's been a good one. I'm really proud of the work that he's doing, and I look forward to meeting him in person. He's Thomas Hager. He's a founder of AthletesForGod.com. Thomas, in, uh, in the few minutes that we have left, can you give us a couple of guys and in, in some of the, the people that you've met um and the articles that you've written for this website that have really um affected you reached you know a different space in 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 w- where you're thinking and your heart is a couple of guys that uh um that you look back at and say man I learned a lot from from hanging with that guy
3: I think the number one for me would have been Heath Bell he was a uh, a two-time all-star pitcher but before all that he had spent 8 years in the minor leagues um because the first team that drafted him didn't necessarily maybe believe in him. And, he, you know, he had three kids that he was trying to support. He has four kids now. But at the time, he was trying to support three kids on a minor league salary. And he was talking to me about just how desperate his financial situation was. And now he um, couldn't even maybe go to Subway and buy a sandwich. And so, like, his meals, like, they have the clubhouse due, so he'd get a PBJ – in there, and then pack one for, like, the road trip, and that might be his meals, you know, for that day. And he was saying how they had, like, sponsor families who would host, like, Lasagna Monday or Taco Tuesday or whatever, and he went to every single one, not because he necessarily wanted to be in front of everybody every day, but because that was how he was going to eat. And eventually eight years, or not maybe not on the eighth year, but several years into this journey, he basically was telling me how, he finally got desperate enough. This is like, you know, in the early 2000s where he was not even in triple A, single A, or double A. He was playing baseball in Venezuela, and he's sitting there basically kind of like broke broke down. And he, he was like, all right, this is it. I'm going to start doing steroids because he kind of felt like I have to support my family. I, I don't want to do this, but let's do it. And then he um, made it known to somebody that, that uh, when they got back from a road trip, he wanted to start and when he gets back from the road trip uh, with his team uh he gets a a message from his wife and his daughter who had down syndrome was having seizures and he said that that was basically a message from god saying don't do it don't do it dad come home and to see how close he could have been to making a major mistake in his life and career and in that moment, recognizing, you know, God uses other people to speak through us. He does. It's not necessarily sometimes like Moses where he speaks directly to us. And to, to see him use his daughter and his wife to, to say, don't do it, come home, was amazing. And just one of the most down-to-earth guys. And, you know, at that point for me, I also recognized the financial struggle because, you know, the website hadn't even launched. I was working as a pizza delivery driver um, and and you know just seeing his struggle and and it was amazing to see how God turned that around
2: boy that's powerful heath bell that's that's awesome hey give us uh, if you can one more i i, I don't know that you talked about Todd Graham and being able to spend some time with him um are there is there one other guy that that in this journey of of this website again the website is athletesforgod.com that that you would say, look, this is another one that that really uh, that really touched me.
3: Yeah, I would say two of them, or uh, one in particular. Sandy Leone right now is the catcher for the Red Sox. He's playing in Game Three of the World Series tonight, two wins away from winning the whole thing. And I remember um, when I went up to meet with him and uh, talk with him for his story, he said two incredible things. Uh, the first I remember, so he was um, playing for Triple A Pawtucket. Uh, which is just outside of Providence uh, back in 2016. And um, he was waiting for all those years to, you know, to just like he Bell to try and get his call up. And then it's a two-week call up. And his wife says, we need to buy a house in Boston. We need to move to Boston. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, we're moving back to Pawtucket in two weeks. And she's like, no, basically the Lord is saying, like, we need to have faith in this and moved to Boston, and he just decides to trust her and says, okay, we're moving to Boston. And then he ends up hitting like over 310 that year and was just incredible, way past anybody's expectations. He was hitting over 400 when they told him, you're not getting sent back down to Pawtucket. You're staying here. And it was amazing that he took this advice from his wife because it was only a few years before that where he wasn't even dating her. They were friends at the time, and she was in Venezuela, and he basically felt like, if I'm going to make this happen, I really need to make it happen. Within three days, he went from being her friend to being uh, engaged to being her husband within a week. And mm. it was just one of those things that he took two huge chances on himself and both paid off in a big way, and the only way to, to say how does this happen is God.
2: Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Hey, this has been really, really good Pastor, you know um when, when you when you meet a guy and and again Thomas is a young guy and he's willing to do some of the stuff that he's doing. Uh, he's willing to he, he's working you know, weird hours um, and he's he's devoting a lot of his time to this website and finding guys that'll that'll you know get up on the mountaintop with him there, there's a real tie that I feel. With with him and the struggles that he's going through right now,
0: yeah, and it's a it's a most important message in the world, um, and that's why you have sleepless nights because you're thinking who who else God could you bring me in touch with that needs to hear the the message that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, and that is I mean Thomas that is the most important truth that will set anybody free from whatever bondage they're in. And so that's it's neat to see different ones that want to come on and share all that with you.
2: Hey, Thomas, really quickly, are there ways for our listeners, If uh, can they donate to, to your website? Are you looking for sponsors? Are there, is there any way that, that we can help uh, the financial burden that you have uh, with putting this website together?
3: Yeah, we're going to be starting a GoFundMe page in the near future. But in the meantime, we are definitely looking for companies to, to sponsor us, or even individuals, um, my email address is pretty easy. Pretty easy to remember. It's T Hager at uwalumni.com. So, um, for all you Badgers out there, yeah, T Hager at uwalumni.com. And basically, we're looking for uh, any financial help we can get, and anything would be. Really appreciate it because it's not going to me. It's going towards the website to help just spread that message even further.
2: It's Hager at UWAlumni.com. If you didn't get that, if you're in the car, reach out to me here at the radio station. I have his contact information. If you're an individual and you're feeling led to help this website and help Thomas get this going, to continue it, going, I should say. Um, you contact me, contact him. Uh, if you're a company that wants to sponsor uh, this website, certainly a place for you there. Guys, thanks a lot, Pastor. It's good to see you, Thomas. Thank you so much. Again, athletesforgod.com. Have a great week, Thomas.
3: God bless. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, you
2: Thomas. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace, now I know, for certain,
1: Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.